Hey, Scallywags, welcome to another episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. I'm your host, John Sello. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a question that a student asked me at a recent concealed weapons permit class that I conducted. Now, this particular student was new to shooting, uh, so new that he hadn't even purchased a gun yet. And when we went to do the range qualification portion of the class, he saw my range bag and asked me what he needed to get as far as what to put in the range bag. Now, my range bag isn't a real good example for a new shooter. Uh, Being an instructor, I've got a lot of stuff in there that you really don't need for an effective range session. So what I'm going to cover is what the average shooter would need to take to the range. Now, we're going to start with the range bag itself. I've seen people come to the range using all kinds of stuff that was effective for them. I've seen tackle boxes, I've seen big plastic bins with their range gear in it, and while it works for them, it's really not the optimal answer. When you're digging around in a plastic bin trying to find your shot timer, things of that nature, it's it's your wasting time that you could be spending sending rounds down range. So ideally what you want to get is a dedicated range bag, something that has organizer pockets inside where if you need something, you know exactly where to reach for it. This is particularly important if you're in an indoor range where you're being charged by the hour. You don't want to waste time in there. You want to get the most out of your time in there from a training perspective. When you're looking for a range bag, look for something that's durable, organized, has enough pockets for what you need. But what you don't want to do is fall into the trap that a lot of new shooters fall into and buy some huge range bag. It's been my experience that uh, shooters that buy a big range bag fill it with stuff because they they just can't handle the empty space in there, and they end up lugging around this 50-pound monstrosity. When you get your range bag, just make sure it's going to have room for everything you're going to need in it. Get it with a little bit of extra room so as you advance in the sport and there's things that you find that would come in handy, you can add it to it without too much stress or effort. So you got your bag. Now we're going to start filling it with stuff. First couple things you want to put in there are eye and ear protection. Eye protection is really important on a range, uh, especially on an indoor range where you have walls pretty close to you on either side, separating the different shooting bays. If you're shooting a semi-automatic pistol, they're horrible about throwing brass everywhere. Uh, Getting a piece of brass in your eye is what we refer to as a suboptimal experience because it's real tough to aim if you can't see out of your eye. So eye protection is vital. Eye protection, preferably you want to get something that's ballistic rated. If not, at least shooting style glasses or safety glasses. Uh, You can get them to fit over your prescription lenses. You can get prescription shooting glasses. You can get shooting glasses that take prescription inserts. So if you wear glasses like I do, there's, there's options for you out there. Shooting glass lenses come in a variety of colors. Clear, which is 
pretty much standard for anything. You can use them in any conditions. Sunglass tinted lenses, which are, are good for outdoor ranges and bright sunlight. And yellow lenses, which are great for indoor ranges where it's not really as bright as it should be. Or an outdoor range where the weather's somewhat overcast. The yellow lenses really crisp up your sight picture. They make make your sights really stand out against the target. And there's several models of shooting glasses out there that will come with three different lenses that you can snap into the frames depending on the lighting condition for you. Next thing you're going to need is ear protection. I can't stress the importance of this. You don't want to end up like me wearing hearing aids in both ears. I've been in situations where I simply didn't have the option of putting hearing protection in while, while shooting guns. Guns are really pretty loud without the hearing protection in them. Um, this is especially true on an indoor range. So hearing protection is, is pretty vital for you. You don't want to end up with uh, tinnitus like I have. It's the gift that keeps on giving, that, that constant ringing in your ears, to let you know that, hey, I really should have been wearing hearing protection. Different styles of hearing protection. Primarily, you can get the earmuff types or in-the-ear hearing protection. The earmuff types are, are really good. Uh, just the basic earmuffs will, will block enough noise to protect your hearing. When I do wear the earmuff style hearing protection, I prefer the powered kind. Powered hearing protection has microphones in them so that you can hear range commands, conversation, shot timers, things of that nature. But when a gun goes off, the microphones close down and they protect your hearing. Thing about the muff style hearing protection, your typical rain session is going to be an hour or two. You'll be able to comfortably wear them for that long. Pretty much any longer than that, they get real hot, and you'll end up with a headache from them squeezing your head. I'm a range safety officer for our matches out here, so I pretty much have my hearing protection on all day while I'm out there at a match. So what I use are in-the-ear types. Uh, the specific brand I use is Decibels. When you get them brand new, you heat them up in hot water and actually form them to your ears where it's custom fit and custom molded and very comfortable. The model I have has valves in it, which act the same way as the powered hearing protector in that conversation shot timers you can hear, but when a gun goes off, they close off and completely protect your hearing. So now that you're going to be able to leave the range without being blind or deaf, Next thing you're going to need is targets. You're going to need something to shoot at. Personally, the majority of the shooting I do, I use IDPA cardboard targets. I use them primarily so I can go out there, set the target array up for whatever drills I'm planning on running that day. And I don't have to take them down and put fresh targets up constantly. Being cardboard, I have target pasters. They're adhesive squares that you can use to cover the holes up with. So after running a drill a couple times, I can go down there, assess the shot group, cover them up, and reuse the target. I can pretty much leave IDPA targets up for the entire session on the range. Other than that, there's every kind of paper target imaginable. You can get them with uh, pictures on them, different people, bad guys, hostage targets, 
anything you want to use to train. For new shooters, one of the things I like to use are uh, shoot-and-see targets. These targets have a lime green coating to them, and then the target is printed over them. When a bullet impacts them, the black of the target breaks away, and it leaves a very visible lime green ring that you can see from a distance. It's immediate feedback and lets you know exactly where you're hitting. Now, depending on what type of range you go to, you're going to need some way to affix targets to a holder. Indoor ranges, you're normally set up with clips on some device that moves the target up and down range for you. Outdoor ranges, you're usually stapling or taping targets to wooden sticks. So you're going to need something to affix them to that. What I recommend doing if you're going to an outdoor range is bring big pieces of cardboard that are larger than your target. You can staple those to the wooden uprights and then use masking tape to tape your paper targets to the cardboard. Obviously, if you're going to be stapling cardboard, you're going to need some form of stapler. This isn't the one that's on your desk that's, that's not suitable for it. What you're going to need is some kind of staple tacker. They're relatively inexpensive. You can pop your targets up quickly and get to shooting pretty fast. Always bring extra staples. Don't think that the staples you have in the staple gun are, are going to last because you'll run out and now you don't have a way of affixing them. Something else you want to bring out to attach targets is some masking tape and some duct tape. A lot of times when you go to an outdoor range, the target sticks are so heavily used that they're more metal than wood because of all the staples in them, and you're not going to be able to staple your cardboard to it. That's where the duct tape comes in. You can duct tape the cardboard to the wooden holders. Masking tape is good to attach your paper targets to the cardboard. Something else you want to have with you is a marker and pens so you can mark your shot groups, see what's what. If you're shooting different grain bullets, you can see the, the different groups and mark what they are. Now here's a pro tip for you. Along with your targets, throw in some clear plastic trash bags that'll fit over them. This way, if it's drizzly or rainy, your range session isn't shot. You'll still be able to shoot your targets, score them, and deal with them without being a sodden mess. So now you've got everything you need to go to the range, set up targets, have something to shoot at, and start training. If you go to a range to do any kind of serious work, what you're going to need is a few extra things. Um, a book of drills, a shot timer, and a notebook. If you go to a range, what you want to do is work on what you suck at, okay? Most people go to the range and they work on what they're good at. They, they shoot the same thing over and over because it's gratifying. You know, they can shoot five-inch groups at 25 yards and that's all they do. But that really doesn't help you grow as a shooter. What you want to do is the stuff that you're really bad at. Shots on target from a holster, double taps, things of that nature. You want to work on what you suck at, not what you're good at, okay? If you're good at it, you don't really need to work on it. Shoot those drills to maintain your proficiency in it, but work on the stuff that you're having difficulties at, where there's room for improvement. 
One of the things that's going to help you in this is a shot timer. It's a device that lets you know when to start shooting. It tells you how long it took you to shoot a particular string. can show you things like how much time in between shots. If you do reloading drills like you should in a range session, it'll show you how much time you're taking to reload your gun. And it'll tell you when to stop shooting. If you have a drill that a part-time, in other words, the time that you should be able to shoot it in is five seconds, it'll give you a beep at five seconds to let you know, hey, if you're not done, you've blown this drill. Now, if you're shooting drills, what you want to do is also have a notebook so you can record what you've shot, what your times were, and this will help you understand areas you need to work on. Something else it does is it gives you a round count for your gun, okay? A lot of guns, that's important. You need to know how many rounds go through it because every gun has springs, things of that nature, that that need replacing at specific intervals. This way you'll know when spring replacement is due. Uh, For instance, my wife has a SIG 365 XL Uh, We went to the range a couple months ago. Uh, She was going to shoot a drill. We got the range set up. I got behind her with the timer, set it off. She got two rounds out of the gun. Trigger went dead. Came home, tore the gun apart. The trigger return spring was broken. She had less than 5,000 rounds to this gun. And I got a hold of the manufacturer, and their response was that 3,500 to 5,000 rounds is far more than the average shooter is going to shoot through a gun and that that's 3,500 rounds is about the optimum maintenance range where you need to start replacing things. Well, nowhere in the owner's manual, nowhere on the manufacturer's website was this addressed. So if you don't know it, the gun breaks. Now, my wife's gun went down on the range, which was a minor annoyance. This is also her carry gun. So had that happened in a defensive situation, it could have been fatal. So you need to keep track of the round count through your gun. And by annotating this in a notebook, uh, you'll know. You'll know when it's due time to have a phase inspection, to replace springs, things of that nature. Another great item to have in your range bag is dummy rounds for your gun. These are great for performing malfunction drills. Have somebody else load your magazine for you and not tell you where in the magazine stack that dummy round is. This way, when you encounter it, you have to do the immediate action drills to clear the gun and get it back in the fight. And while this isn't a true test, because you know somewhere in that magazine you're going to have to do a malfunction drill, at least it's good practice. Dummy rounds are relatively inexpensive. They last a good long while, and they're really important for any kind of training evolution. Handy to have in your range bag are extra batteries. Guarantee you, your ear pro, shot timer, or the optic on your gun is going to go down at the most inconvenient time. Carry spare batteries for everything that's powered when you go to the range. A multi-tool is real nice to have in a range bag. Should something break, should you need to extract a a stuck cartridge out of a chamber, something of that nature, it's good to have the tool there. Screwdriver bits on them are great for adjusting optics and adjustable iron sights. 
You can get some with hex bits that are handy in case your slide-mounted optic starts to come loose. You've got a method of tightening it down. They're just a variety of uses for a multi-tool. Gun cleaning kit is a good thing to have in there. Uh, depending on what type of ammunition you're shooting, your gun can get dirty in a hurry and start to malfunction. It's nice to have something there to knock the grid off and get back to your range session. Your gun cleaning kit doesn't have to be anything real complicated. You're going to need a, a cleaning rod, brush, some oil, some powder solvent, patch holder, and some patches. Toothbrush is nice, and that's pretty much all you need to maintain any handgun nowadays. The giant kits that have all kinds of extra stuff that you don't really need or are not worth the extra money. As far as what type oil or solvent you should use, I've been using 3-in-1 oil ever since I was, well, ever since I started shooting. Uh, it's incredibly inexpensive, does the job, and, you know, you can spend 20 bucks on an 8-ounce bottle of some special gun lube that's not going to do anything more than that 69-cent 8-ounce bottle of 3-in-1 oil is going to get you. Powder solvent, I grew up with hops number nine, works better than anything else I've ever tried. And I've tried a few over the years, always come back to that. Side benefit, the, the smell of hops number nine is just reminds you shooting in the range. And if you're going to an outdoor range, don't forget a hat and sunblock. Hats are great for keeping the sun out of your eyes and keeping the sweat on the top of your head as opposed to rolling down into your eyes. If you wear a hat on the range, wear it with the brim forward, not backwards, please. Sunblock, again, if you're outside, you can get sunburned quickly without realizing it. Just make sure that after you apply the sunblock, you clean it off your hands real well so you don't lose the grip on your pistol while you're shooting it. Now, something that's pretty important that you need in your range bag that not a lot of people carry in theirs is a trauma kit of some kind. Now, I'm not talking about the boo-boo kit that you should have in your range bag that's just got some band-aids, maybe some butterflies, you know, to cover up the minor nicks that you're going to get while you're out there. I'm talking about a trauma kit, something that's capable of treating a gunshot wound, especially if you practice drawing from the holster. Okay, should something go awry and you discharge that gun into your leg and hit the femoral artery, you've got a serious problem on your hands. Uh, the average adult male will bleed out completely in two and a half minutes from a wound to a femoral artery. So having the means to stop that bleeding quickly is important. Uh, your trauma kit at the very minimum should carry a cat tourniquet, a combat application tourniquet. It's a tourniquet you can apply with one hand. Some gauze to pack into the wound to help stop the bleeding and keep stuff out of it. And tape or some kind of wrap to keep that packing in the wound itself. What you want to do when you get your trauma kit, take the tourniquet out of it. Okay. Again, two and a half minutes for an adult male to bleed out from a femoral artery wound. You don't have time to go digging around, rip open your brand new first aid kit and get that tourniquet out. As soon as you get the thing, take it out. Whenever you're on the range, keep it in your pocket where it's ready to apply. Those seconds that it takes to go to your range bag and get it out can mean the difference between life and death. 
So that's your range bag loadout, folks. Uh, hopefully uh, this has made some sense and is helpful to you. Again, in the show notes, I'm going to have the items that we covered in this and links to some of them so you can get an idea what you're looking at and what you might want to buy. I really enjoyed talking with you. Our next episode, I'm going to be answering questions from some of the feedback I got from our initial episode. Uh, that's always helpful. If there's anything that you would like to hear discussed or get some information on, please let me know. Uh, either leave it in the comments section, uh, whatever it is you're using to listen to this podcast, or you can email me directly with them. My email address is john at tacticalpirate.com. So until next episode, shoot well, shoot safely, and enjoy the sport.